What I'm going to focus on today is the charitable sector's role in our elections. Uh, and I have to say, you know, the left, I study the left carefully, it never ceases to amaze me in different ways. Recently, they've been complaining that conservatives have no respect for the rule of law. And as someone who observes the left in the charitable sector, I can assure you the rule of law is not very healthy there, but it isn't from the right-wingers. Um, uh, in fact, the thesis for my whole talk here is very simple. Since 2005, at least, the nonprofit tail has wagged the Democratic Party dog. It is much more important who is the president of the Ford Foundation or the Open Society Foundation or Arabella Advisors than it is who happens to be chairing the DNC this afternoon. That's not very important. Uh, the first way I want to show you the importance of the charitable sector in elections and the left is with money, right? Uh, there are three rivers that empty into the gulf of elections. The first river of political money is what you think of as political money. You write a check to a candidate, to a party, right? Hard dollars, those are called inside the beltway. Then there's the second river, the soft dollars, or the ooh, scary music, dark money. Um, I'll let you in on a secret, by the way. Leonard Leo invented dark money in a lab in Wuhan. Uh, or at least some folks at the New York Times and elsewhere think that. Now, what about the third river? The third river is one that only the Capital Research Center, alas, has ever done much studying of. Uh, this is the charitable sector, right? 501c3s is the fancy legal term for it. That just means a group that you get a tax deduction if you write them a check, okay? But for our purposes here, I am not talking about the whole giant sector, okay? Not your place of worship, not Goodwill or the Salvation Army, Boy Scouts, things that you think of. Just the groups that are active in public policy, registering voters, and similar things, okay? So uh, let's go through the numbers of those three rivers. And these are, all these numbers are for both left and right combined, and it's for the 2018 cycle. So that means 2017 and 18. Now, I'll give you the size of the first river, the hard dollars to the parties and candidates. That was $5 billion total, okay, $5 billion. Who wants to guess what the dark money river amounted to in those years? If it was $5 billion for the hard, how much for the soft or dark? $30 billion, $20 billion. Not quite. $130 million roughly. In other words, a rounding error. So I hate to tell you, but Senator Sheldon Whitehouse, the biggest dark money hawk there is, is lying to you. That is not controlling the cosmos. Now, what about the third river, the C3, charities engaged in public policy and elections, uh, well, voting? Uh, anybody want to guess how that compares to the five billion in hard dollars? You're scared. Somebody. 20 billion, okay? Four times the size of the other two rivers combined. And yet, you've never read about that, have you? It is a very rarely reported fact, even though it's all of our info is online. You can download the spreadsheets and crunch the numbers yourself if you like. Uh, now, I would add, by the way, campaign finance reform. 
most famously the McCain-Feingold legislation of around 2003. What did it do? It squeezed money out of the first two rivers, basically, made it harder to raise money in those rivers. But it didn't affect the C3 River, the charitable river, at all. You know, it will shock you to learn who gave almost all the money that was spent trying to pass McCain-Feingold. Eight billionaires, and they all had the same last name. You want to guess that? Foundation. Okay, Pew Charitable Trust in the lead, even though Pew's own pollsters said that when you go to Americans, this is literally weeks before the bill passes. You go to Americans, you say, here are 22 issues, rank them in importance. Guess what was 22nd out of 22? Campaign finance reform. But Americans were demanding it, or at least the front groups funded by the foundations were demanding it, and fools in Congress passed it. Well, let's go back to those three rivers now. How much of the water is blue and how much is red in each of those rivers? In the hard dollars, again, 2018 cycle, it was about 45-55, of course the left had an advantage, but 45-55, and that's been relatively stable for some years. The parties basically play within the 45-yard lines, which, of course, is exactly what you would expect in a country that's roughly equally divided, right? Then there's the dark money. Well, in 2018, gosh, what are those numbers? 65% to 35% left over right. So uh, far more on the left. And by the way, that only went up in 2020. It was almost four to one in 2020 for the left. So again, Sheldon Whitehouse doesn't tell you that. Another thing he's lying about. How about the C3 River, okay? The really mighty, muddy Mississippi. That is 78% to 22%, almost four to one. And that is not stable. When we crunched the numbers a couple of years prior, it rounded to three to one. Now it rounds to four to one. So four times the size of the other two, and four to one left advantage. Um, this is where I wish we did have the PowerPoints, because I have, this is my favorite slide. It gives you the, everything that I just said in scale, right? So you'd have the great big screen here, and you'd have a tiny little dot that us older folks wouldn't even be able to see, and that would represent the dark money. Then there'd be the medium-sized pie that was the hard dollars, and then there would be the giant death star of the C3 money. Well, uh, I gave you the year 2005, and I said that that was very important in our story here. There are two institutions that get started in 05 that, that are uh, major players in this story. The first one's the Democracy Alliance. Anybody heard of the Democracy Alliance? Right? The, uh, that's the George Soros donor cabal. Uh, he and another billionaire on the left started it in 05 for a very simple reason. Both of those men had put $27 million apiece into the Democratic Party. And of course, what happened in 04, the greatest tyrant the world had ever seen, George W. Bush, reelected. Well, uh, even billionaires are angry when their return on investment is that poor. So they listened to a guy who'd been going around saying, no, 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 forget the parties, the nonprofit world, that's where it's at. Uh, and they listened. Another thing that was started that year, though to far less fanfare at the time, was something called Arabella Advisors. Anybody heard of Arabella Advisors? Okay, great. By the way, you're much better. I would not get nearly as high a percentage of hands if I had Republican office holders or uh, state attorneys general, sadly. So you're better informed. Uh, 
Arabella was nothing in 05, and it wasn't related to Democracy Alliance at the time, although they've grown together as the Democracy Alliance continues to be powerful and important, and Arabella has now become almost the this backbone of the left. Uh, Arabella was important for several reasons. One is that it, uh, they concocted a new and darker legal structure, but it's, I, I'll spare you the details of that, but it was ingenious. Uh, for our purposes, let's just think now about the growth. It's founded in 05, basically in a Clinton administration staffer's garage. In 2018, those numbers we were just talking about, the nonprofit side of Arabella, which also has a for-profit side, the nonprofit side's revenues, $1.2 billion in the 2018 cycle. That is more than double the DNC and the RNC combined. As I say, they are not as important. Uh, in 2020, by the way, it wasn't 1.2 billion for that cycle. It was 2.4 billion, 100% increase. Uh, now, I'll give you just a quick rundown on the structure of Arabella. Uh, think of a pyramid. At the apex, you have a Beltway Bandit firm, Arabella Advisors LLC. It's a for-profit consulting firm that manages or assists the rest of the empire. Uh, in the middle of the pyramid, you have five nonprofits. Three of them are the C3 charities, two are C4s, that's the social welfare groups like the NRA or Planned Parenthood, that kind of thing. Uh, but what really matters is the base of the pyramid. That is hundreds, let me repeat that, hundreds of fake groups. They don't really have their own legal existence. They're just projects of those umbrella nonprofits in the middle level, okay? Uh, but they can be very important. I bet uh, how many have heard of Demand Justice, right? Demand Justice is the top left-wing judicial nomination fighter. They fight for and against nominees. Uh, they were started with, with Soros money and they were birthed in Arabella's network, although more recently, I hope, because of all of our criticism, they've had to spin out as an independent entity. So that's how they work. And I'll give you a few examples here of these fake groups that Arabella runs. Uh, Opportunity Wisconsin. Keep Iowa healthy. Floridians for a fair shake. And, Hans, secure Michigan elections. I'm sure you can trust them on that. Uh, one more thing to mention is uh, Mark Elias. I bet a lot of people have heard of Mark Elias. Well, Elias runs his C3 and his C4, Democracy Docket Legal Fund, Democracy Docket Action Fund, through Arabella. So again, it is the backbone of the whole left. Now, let me, uh, of all the bad things that happen in the charitable sector, the worst, I would argue, is the voter registration and get out the vote work, uh, which is legally permitted only if it's nonpartisan, both in intent and effect, okay? So let me tell you about two memos that show you whether the left actually operates that way. One in 2011, one in 2020. The 2011 memo starts, uh, was written in January of 2011, the very beginning of that cycle, and what happens in the 2012 cycle? That is Obama's reelection fight, right? Uh, the memo is written by two guys, Andy Stern, then head of the SEIU, one of the most powerful unions in America, also the most frequent visitor to Obama's West Wing in his first term. Uh, second author, Deepak Bhargava of the Center for Community Change, which trains uh, community activists. Now, the uh, 
memo is written to George Soros himself and to the rest of the board of his biggest foundation, okay? And the title is New Thinking on 2012 Election and Beyond. Now, you're probably thinking, wait a minute, a, a private foundation's a 501c3 forbidden to engage in election intervention here. Isn't that kind of an odd thing for them to be thinking about? But being left means never having to say you're sorry. So uh, the memo boils down to three simple points. One is uh, we have to win the 2012 election. If we don't, our open society values and all our work will be failures. So we've got to do that. Now, at this point, the lawyers' heads in the room are exploding because of how outrageous that is for a C3 foundation to be doing, but hey. Uh, the second point is there's only one way to accomplish point number one, just one way to win that election, and that is once again, and let me stress, again, they're literally tired of talking about this and doing this. They've been doing it in January 2011 for so long. And that is, the only way to accomplish the election victory is once again to send tens of millions of dollars to our C3 charity grantees to register and get out the vote. Uh, and if you wonder whether there's collusion across the left on this, there is. The memo has an $84.5 million budget for this one cycle. And it lists in that budget how much people are expected to pony up. The Open Society Foundation of Soros, but also the Ford Foundation, Carnegie, uh, and of course our friends at Democracy Alliance. Now, the third and last point is appropriate for this panel because they say, look, guys, George, we're sorry about having to have you do this again, and we apologize, and we know you're sick and tired of this. So our long-term solution is electoral reform, and that is having everything that Hans doesn't want in your election laws, right? No voter ID, no uh, automatic registration for anything with a heartbeat or perhaps once had a heartbeat, etc. Now, in 2020, you've got a super PAC in... Uh, called Mind the Cat Gap, run by three Stanford professors, and it basically, it's an investment advisory firm, in effect, for mega donors in Silicon Valley. And again, that's 2020, that's a decade later, talking about the strategy for the, the 2020 cycle. And let me quote you the most important line in it. The single most effective tactic for ensuring democratic victories is 501c3 voter registration single most effective tactic. And by the way, they don't just say that vaguely. They literally crunch the numbers because of course Silicon Valley tycoons like their numbers for their investments, right? So here's the way to explain it. That uh, pre-tax, it is two times to five times more cost effective to donate to those C3s than to the campaign. In other words, don't be an idiot and write a check to Biden for president or the DNC write a check to these C3s, they'll register the right people, and they'll get them voting. Now, uh, after taxes, you'll be pleased to know, since there's charities we're talking about, it's actually four to ten times more cost-effective, more votes per buck, okay? One of the grantees mentioned is the Voter Participation Center, which has a long history in this, and in fact, there's a great thing, a book called The Victory Lab, The Secret Science of Winning Campaigns by a lefty journalist. A book got rave reviews of the Washington Post, this is its line on that voter participation center. Even though the group was officially nonpartisan for tax purposes, there was no secret that the goal of all its efforts was to generate new democratic votes. That's not me. That's a Washington Post endorsed lefty reporter. So 
And in case you're wondering, in the 2018 uh, year, it had a $22.5 million budget, and it spent two-thirds of that money on two Democrat micro-targeting firms for its work. So there's lots more to this story, so please go to capitalresearch.org for that, or uh, influencewatch.org is our online encyclopedia of all the lefty donors, groups, unions, and the rest that I mentioned. Thanks.